Hey, this is Mitch Rose. I'm the lead pastor of City Hills Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope this message encourages you, it inspires you, it challenges you to live your best life. Take a listen. Here's this week's message. All right, well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to City Hills Church, and welcome to week number one of a brand new series on relationships we're calling Red Flags. And uh, I'll get to that in just a moment, but let me just say how grateful I am that you're in church today, whatever service you're in. So honored to have you uh, here today, and uh, just a, an amazing church family you are. I love you so much, and just incredible things happening around church life. I know you heard all about that in news, but let me just add my voice. Get involved. Whatever we can do to serve you, we would love to, but man, take that next step. So many people joined a small group this past week. And if you haven't joined a small group yet, I'd love to have you in a small group this week. There's something for you. And listen, all of our groups are available and open to you right now. So scan that QR code you see there on the connection card and you'll be able to join a small group there. Take a next step, whatever your next step is. Maybe it's joining the church at at our welcome home night. Maybe it's joining a small group. Maybe get your students involved. Love to have your students involved every Wednesday night or or maybe you want to join the team and start serving, start making a difference around here. Maybe you need to be water baptized. Whatever your next step is, I just want you to know we're here for you, and we love you so much. Brandy and I both love you, and uh, thank you for being here. If you're here for the very first time, you picked a great Sunday to be in church. I love the first weekend of a new series. I love to bring you that. Uh, I love to bring it to you uh, myself, and and so I'm so glad that you're here uh, for that today. And we're going to talk about relationships for the next couple of weeks. Exciting things happening around here on our way to Easter. Got some great things planned as we head into Easter weekend. And we're planning uh, worship services on Saturday and Sunday for you in the Easter weekend. But that whole Holy Week is just going to be fantastic around here. And uh, just excited that you are here. If you're here for the very first time, let me just add my voice again and say, so glad that you chose to be here. All right, grab your Bibles. I'm going to jump into this series, Red Flags, and uh, the first week to that. But let's bow our heads. Let's ask God to speak to us really quickly. Lord Jesus, thank you today for God's Word. Thank you for the people of God. Thank you for worship and the chance to be together and the chance to experience the presence of God together. God, I open my heart today. Come on, pray that way. I open my heart. and God, whatever you want to say to me, my answer is yes. God, I want to leave here better than I came today. God, I believe my relationships can get better. Every relationship I'm in can get better. And so speak to me over the next few moments and the next few weeks we have together. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Amen. So glad uh, that we are in this series about relationships. I love, love, love this season. If you're new to our church, uh, around this time every year, I'm talking about relationships. And you may be thinking, well, this really isn't for me. You know, I'm single and this is probably going to be a, a, a series to married couples. No, not just a series to married couples. And well, we've been married 25 years. You know, this is probably good for people who haven't been married very long. Nope. No, this is good for you if you've been married 25 years or 25 weeks or 25 days, or if you just started dating somebody, or if you're in no romantic relationship, honestly, I want to talk to Uh, every relationship uh, in the room over the next couple of weeks. And I really want to talk about um, uh, people relationships. You know, all relationships are people relationships, right? Except the relationship you have with your dog, uh, which your dog loves you because he just loves you and 
And it uh, doesn't matter how good you are to him or how bad you are to her. She, you know, your dog just loves you. Uh, your cat does not love you. Uh, I, if I'm the first one to tell you that, I'm sorry you're learning it today, but your cat does not love you. Um, but anyway, I want to help you with all your people relationships. All relationships are people relationships, and all relationships can get better. If you're taking notes today on week one of Red Flags, all relationships can get better. They can get better. Every relationship you're in can get better. The relationship you have with your children can be better. The relationship you have with your parents can be better. The relationship you have with your boss, come on somebody, it may need to be better. It needs to get better. If you're if you're a business owner, if you're a team leader, if you're a supervisor at work, your relationship with your employees, it can get better. Every relationship you're in, married relationships, dating, your friend groups, all those people around you, they can get better. Uh, your in-laws, your relationship with your in-laws, it can get better. Now that's another series on miracles, but anyway, it can, it can get better, everybody. Every relationship can get better. So I want you to go into this series with an open heart because I want to talk about the red flags we see in others and some red flags that may exist in our life. And over the next three weeks, I hope to maybe identify some toxic traits that you can avoid, stay away from, or give you at least some tools from God's word about how to deal with different people and some red flags that go off in every relationship. If you're ready, say, I'm ready. Come on, if you're ready, say, I'm ready. All right, we're going to dive in today. This first week, I'm going to talk about dealing with difficult people, controlling people, people that you think in your mind right now, I know who he's talking about. Those. <laughs> People, if you don't know difficult people in your life, you're the difficult person everybody's thinking about. I want to give you some tools from God's Word and maybe open up our eyes to the Word of God about how to deal with the red flag of controlling people. How many of you know a control freak? Come on, hands up if you know a control freak. You know somebody who's, you may be sitting next to a control freak who just raised your hand for you, <laughs> like, like that's how controlling they are. If, you, if you've ever been around difficult people, controlling people, this message is for you. This is the first red flag I want to give you in this series is how to deal with difficult and controlling uh, people. Maybe you know somebody in your life who, uh, who has abused power in your life. Maybe it's an authority figure. Maybe it's a boss. Maybe it's a, a parent or a grandparent or an aunt, an uncle. Maybe it was a, a, a religious you know, setting, maybe as a pastor or, or a spiritual leader or a small group leader, maybe it was a boss, a team leader that you were with on, on a team at work and, and they're just, and it just, just, uh, they abused that authority. You know, they just loved the fact that they were in control. You know, people like that, they just love the fact that they're in control and love to have control over your life. And here's the first thing I want to tell you. I didn't, didn't put it in your notes, but here's the first thing that you, you should write down in your notes is, uh, controlling people usually are out of control in a lot of areas in their life. And so controlling you or controlling a team or a situation or, you know, the employees that they work with, that's really all that they have. And uh, sometimes they're not a malicious person. They're not intentionally being that way. Sometimes they're just hurting, you know, and they're insecure and there's a fear that shows up in their life and it comes out as control, but really it's this fear of losing control. You know, it's this fear of, what happens if nobody likes me or what happens if nobody's around? And so they, they become this difficult person in your life. It's the first red flag. It's, it's 
It's difficult people. You just think, man, I don't know where they are. I don't know how to satisfy them. But they're, they're, they may be, watch this, they may be an emotional black hole. You know what I mean? Like, like it's ju- they, they just suck the life right out of you. I call them relational vampires. You know, they just, they suck the life out of you. They're just, there's a controlling, there's a difficulty there. No matter what you do, they seem to need more attention. No matter how much attention you give them, they seem to need more attention. And, they, you know, they, they, they take all of your energy out of you. And if you don't, you know, give these controlling, difficult people what they want, they're going to pout. You know, a powder in your life, don't raise your hand or poke anybody if you know, or they're going to whine, they're going to complain, they're going to pout, I, you know, I didn't get what I wanted, they're going to threaten you. Difficult people, controlling people use the silent treatment. The silent treatment. Don't look at anybody. This whole series, let me just give you an encouragement. Look straight ahead, okay, this whole series, because I want to help everybody here uh, avoid some red flags. But the silent treatment is what you give somebody when you're trying to be in control, right? You're, you're, you're punishing them. They're punishing you because you didn't give them what they felt like they wanted or needed. And there's this controlling mechanism and that's, and, you know, I'm, I'm just going to ignore you and I'm going to give you this silent treatment. You got to walk around on eggshells. I know you're thinking about people right now. I'm just asking you not to point at them or elbow them like if they're in church with you today. But everybody knows difficult people like this. Everybody's seen this controlling personality. And I want to help you deal with difficult people, the red flag of a controlling person and deal in, in every relationship, in a business relationship, in your friend group in a romantic relationship, in a marriage, uh, maybe even with family uh, you have, uh, you know, that are kind of trying to control and, and, and they're just being difficult. I want to help us today through God's word. We'll start in God's word together in 2 Timothy. So Paul, 2 Timothy, flipped in your Bible. Timothy is a young pastor. Paul is giving Timothy some insight about pastoring people and how to deal with people. And first and second Timothy are the letters Paul writes to this young pastor and helping him uh, 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 understand and deal with relationships and church government and what to do and disputes and disagreements and unmet expectations and all this stuff. And second Timothy's where will be second Timothy two, verse 23. It says this again, I say, in other words, I got to keep teaching you this. So you may be asking, why another relationship series? Well, because I got to keep teaching you. Again, I say, don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. <laughs> let me pause here. There's more to the verse. We'll read it in just a moment. But let me just encourage you. That's a word for somebody in church today. You don't have to get involved and every argument you're, let me say it this way. You don't have to participate in every fight you're invited to. We kind of live in this culture and, and especially with social media and, and, and digital age where, you know, we feel like, well, if you, if you're silent, you know, you're complicit. No, sometimes you're silent because you're wise because you just don't show up to every fight you're invited to. You just do what, what, what the Bible says. You don't get involved in all of that stuff because the servant of the Lord, listen to this, must not quarrel. A servant of the Lord is not somebody who's always fighting and picking a fight and quarreling, but you got to be kind to, everybody say that next word, be kind to 
everyone, be kind to everyone, be able to teach everyone, and here it is, underline this part in your Bible, here's where we'll circle around today, and be patient with difficult people. Now, some of you are saying, man, this is not my favorite Bible verse. Like, there's got to be something else in the Bible we could talk about today. There's got to be other parts of the Bible we can study. There are. But today, I want to help us all deal with difficult people. And the Bible says you're going to have to learn. It's a, it's a learned behavior. If you're going to follow the Lord, a servant of the Lord, you're going to learn how to be kind to everybody, able to teach, and learn how to be patient with difficult people, and gently... There's the operative word, gently instruct those who oppose the truth. And then here's the part that I want you to see. I want your eyes to be open to this. And if you don't catch anything else in today's message about dealing with difficult people, the red flag of a controlling, difficult personality in a relationship, I want you to catch this. And it's, it's one word, and it's this, perhaps. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they'll learn the truth. Now, here's what, here's what I want you to see, is that your job is not to change their hearts. My job in a relationship, in a marriage, in a, in a friendship, on a team, in a group, in my family, my job is not to change their life, change their mind, change their heart. My job is to be kind, gentle, patient with difficult people, and perhaps God will change their heart. But honestly, the outcome, here's what I want you to see, the outcome belongs to God. Doesn't belong to me and you. The outcome belongs to God. And the quicker you can understand in every relationship, I'm not here to change her. I'm, it's not my job to change his heart. That's God's business. I do have a job, though. I do have a, a, a role to play in this relationship, and that role is kindness, gentleness, and patience. I would like the fruit of the Spirit, everybody. Perhaps God would change those people's hearts, and they'll learn the truth. Then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap, for they've been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. The Bible said difficult people are honestly in the trap of the enemy. People who are always controlling and quarreling and fighting and there's always you know I, I like to sit like this you know I'm from eastern Arkansas so I I, I kind of I have a few I have a few colloquial phrases that just I don't even know if they're I don't even know sometimes if they add value to you or make sense in this but I like to say it this way if if it's always a destruction in your path you may be the tornado you know what I mean like you got, you got to look around in your life and go, man, when I look back here, it seems to always be that way. And there's every relationship seems to end this way. And every job seems to go this way. And every church experience seems to go this way. And every team that I'm on seems to go this way. Well, let me give you another one. If it's always a circus, you're the clown. <laughs> like, and, and it's a trap controlling difficult people it's a trap the enemy has your heart trapped has their heart trapped and i want to help you today out of that trap and dealing with difficult people i'm going to wrap it around a story in matthew 16 so flip over there in matthew flip back there in the new testament to matthew first book of the new testament matthew 16 
I'm going to give you this story, and 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 I'm going to out of this story of Jesus and Peter and this interaction they have in their life. I hope to give you some tools to deal with uh, difficult people. Matthew uh, Matthew 16. Jesus and Peter are in this interaction, and Peter is trying to control. He is the difficult person. If you didn't know that, if you're new to the Bible, let me just let me just tell you that Peter's a difficult person. He's a controlling, difficult, lying fighter, starting an argument, cussing, fussing kind of guy. All right. So he is the, there's 12 of them. And I, I don't know, this is just part of the Bible. You just kind of have to read between the lines, but I could see the other 11 go, oh my gosh, we, here we go again. The, you know, here's this guy opening his mouth again. Here he is. You know, he's just hard to deal with. He's just, he's just a controlling personality. He's a, he's a hard person to deal with, but, but we got to deal with him. We're all, you know, we're the disciples of Jesus. We got to work together. We got to figure this out. And Jesus is explaining in, in Matthew 16, Jesus is explaining to his disciples, Hey, I'm about to go suffer and die for you. You know, this is toward the end of the book of Matthew, toward the end of the narrative. And Jesus is beginning to change his language towards, Hey, I'm, I have to do this. You know, this is this is actually what God's will for my life. The Father has determined. I mean, this is this is the whole reason I'm here is is to suffer and to die. And Peter kind of has this, you know, reaction. And Jesus says, "Look, I'm supposed to give my life for you, but I'm going to be raised back to life." And Peter just has this controlling, you know, difficult interaction where he just kind of jumps up and says, "You are not going to do that." Now, let me pause here. Can you imagine? Pointing your finger at Jesus and saying, I can tell you what you're not going to do. You're not going to die. I can tell you that. I've decided for you, you're not going to do that. And that's what Peter does. You may have people in your life who do that. You know, you, you kind of, and this is what I think I'm supposed to do. I can tell you what you're not going to do. We're not going to go to your mama's this Sunday for lunch or, you know, whatever. It was this controlling difficult, you know. And this thing rises up in Peter, and this interaction kind of gives us some insight on how to deal with difficult people. Turn there in your Bible. Matthew 16 and verse 22. So Peter, watch this. This is crazy to me. One of the craziest passages in the New Testament. So Peter takes him aside and began to rebuke him. By the way, the him is Jesus. <laughs> I, I don't know what it would be like if I was a disciple around Jesus, like in the flesh. But I can tell you what I think I wouldn't do is rebuke him. But Peter does. You know, he has this, this thing rises up, this difficulty, this controlling rises up. And he begins to rebuke him. He, here's what he says. Never, Lord, Peter says, this shall never happen to you. Your Peter Jesus is giving this, hey, I'm going to suffer, I'm going to die, but I'm going to raise again. Like this is, this is the Father's will in my life. And, and Peter takes him aside, rebukes the Lord, and says, you will not over my dead body. You, you will not do that. I'm, I'll be sure of that. Now, you're not going to do that. Verse 23, Jesus turned and said to Peter, I love this, get behind me. Satan. Now, <laughs> let me just advise you, especially if you're married today, I don't know that this would, that my first point to you would be if you're dealing with a difficult person to call them Satan. All right. Like, especially if you're married, I want you to stay married past this week, this first week and, and this series. 
Jesus wasn't saying Peter is Satan. He's saying you're being used by the devil right now. Again, it's a trap. The devil has their heart in a trap. And, and Jesus says, you get behind me, Satan. You're a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. I want you to put parentheses around that in your Bible because that's important. Controlling people rarely have God's plan in mind. They have their plan in mind. Today, you're dealing with a difficult person or, or maybe you're the difficult person. You feel that need to control, that control freak just comes out, you know, in every relationship. Often, it's because you don't have God's plan in mind. You got your plan. Well, this way I want it to go. This is what I want to happen. You got human concerns. Verse 24, Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple has to learn how to deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. Let me give you three things to deal with difficult people. Three things, write these in your notes if you're taking notes today. Three things to deal with difficult controlling people. Number one, you got to know what you're called to do. You got to know what you are called to do. One of the greatest things I think we offer you as a church is the, is the ability to help connect you with the call of God in your life. It's why I constantly push you towards discovering the purpose of God in your life and, 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 and coming to welcome home and, and let us help you find the spiritual gifts that God gave you. And then let us connect you to a, a group of people, a team of people that you can go make a difference using those gifts. Why? Because I want you to know that one of the greatest things as your pastor I can give you is, to, is, the, is the, to open your understanding that the light bulb goes off that you know what you're called to do. Jesus knew, I am here to seek and save sinners. I am here to be, I, I'm here to give my life as a ransom for many. It's, it's what God has put me on this earth for. It is the purpose of my life. It, I don't care what Peter says. I don't care what the rest of the disciples do. This is what the call of God on my life is. This is what I'm supposed to do. I know what God called me to do. And if you're going to deal with difficult controlling people, you're going to have to settle and know what God called you to do. Not just what God called you to, but what God called you to do. You got to know that you know. If God didn't just you know, call me to this God called me to do, to build a church. He didn't just call me to the area. He didn't just call Brandy and I to ministry. He know he called us to build a life-giving, spirit-filled church. Like I, you got to settle. I'm called to do this because there's other people in your life. If you don't know what you're called to do, they'll tell you what they think you're called to do, and then your life will be shaped by them and not by God. And, and human concerns and what you want and what they want from your life will be what your life produces instead of what God's called you to do. You got to know if you're called to be a missionary to Uganda, you better know. Don't move to Uganda and then go, well, I'm just going to try it out for a little bit and see what happens, see what God wants me to do. No, I know what I'm called to do. I know what I'm called to do. You got to know, you got to settle. I'm called to be the husband to my wife. I'm called to be the wife to this husband. We're called to parent and grow these children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. I'm called to go back to this university. I'm called to serve in this church. I'm 
called to, I know what I'm called to do. I'm telling you, I know I am called to serve Brandy, Hazel, and Henry, my family, and I am called to build a life-giving, spirit-empowered church. You got to know what you're called to do. You got to develop the calling of God in your life. It'll help you deal with controlling people, difficult people. You got to know this is what I'm supposed to do. Here's the problem though. Listen to me. What's this? The problem is many people are people pleasers, not God pleasers. They're people pleasers. People, raise your hand. Make me feel better if you're a people pleaser. You know, <laughs> that makes me. Anyway, I'm a people pleaser so much. I need you to affirm that you're a people pleaser with me. People pleasing. It's well, I, I, I mean, I, I know what I'm called to do, but I don't want to upset them. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to mess stuff up. I don't want to fight about this. And I don't want to, I don't want to do all this. Write this in your notes. There's going to be a hard one. Get ready for this. Buckle up for this one right here. People pleasing is a form of idolatry. I'm going to let you settle in that for a minute. People pleasing is a form of idol worship, idolatry. You say, Pastor, how in the world is my propensity to be a people pleaser? I'll tell you why. Because people pleasing at its core is you put others' opinions of you ahead of God's opinion of you. And anytime you put anything ahead of God, it's idolatry. And people pleasing says, well, I want to make sure you're okay with me before I'm sure God's okay with me. I want to make sure you approve before I know that God approves. You, and you develop this people pleasing and I got to make sure everything's okay. But if you'll know what you're called to do, here's what, I didn't write this in your notes, but you need to write this down. If you'll know what you're called to do, calling clarifies some things in your life, right? Calling puts some guardrails. When other people in relationships try to control you, you're able to say, no, no, no. No, no, no. Here's what I'm called to do. These are, I'm running in this lane right here. Now, I, I appreciate your ideas. Good ideas. But this is what I'm called to do. And people meet with me all the time. Well-meaning people, good people, Christian people. Not in this service, but in the other services. People who love Jesus. They really do. And they love me. And, but they got an idea about what I should be doing. Well, pastor, here's what I think we ought to do. You know, pastor, here's what I think. You know, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but here's the things I think we should do. And I listen with an open heart, honestly, because sometimes God could speak to me and, I, and I'm open to that, man. I'm teachable. And I, I, I am. But I tell you what, what I don't do, I'm not going to compromise on the call of God in my life. Here's the things we're called to do. Here's, here's, here's the guardrail. I know what I'm called to do. And if you have an idea outside of the call of God on my life, it's a great idea. It's just not a good idea for me. Right? Because I know what I'm called to do. You got to know what God's called you to do. A lot of people have a plan for your time. Let me say it like this. A lot, a lot of people have a plan for your life. And if you don't know what God's plan is for your life, they'll try to impose their plan on your life. Calling clarifies, no, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm called to do. I'm, I'm Jesus, you know, this is who I'm, this is what I'm supposed to do here. I, I, Peter, I, I mean, I see that controlling thing come out of you, that difficulty come out of you, but I'm called to give my life as a ransom. 
This is God's plan for my life. Yeah, you got to know what you're called to do. You know what every controlling person has in common? Every controlling person has one thing in common. Every controlling person has somebody that allows it. Every controlling person has somebody in their life that allows them to control them. The person who does the controlling has a problem. And if you're allowing it, so do you. You got to know what you're called to do. Number two, you got to know what you're called to do. Number two, you got to know when somebody's trying to control you. You got to know, you got to recognize, oh, I see what this is. Oh, you're trying to get me off track. Oh, you're trying to get me into your argument and your thing and your idea and your plan. And you're, you're, you know, you, you want me to get on your crew and your agenda. And I, I, I can see, you got to know, you got to know when somebody's trying to control you. Jesus says, this is what I've got to do. And Peter stands Jesus down and tries to take control and says, no, you are not. You're never going to do this. And Jesus immediately, there's this, he knows, I know what you're trying to do here. Now, listen, Peter's not the worst guy who's ever lived, right? Peter does not have this grand scheme and plan to distract Jesus and detract him from his plan. You know, he, Peter does not think, well, I know, I, I, I hear you, but I don't want humanity saved. You know, I don't want God's plan to go forward. That's not it. He just has a plan of his own. And some people in your relationships, the controlling, difficult people, it's not that they have malicious plans. They just have other plans for your life. It's not that they're bad. It's, it's just they're not what God called you to do. You got to recognize, oh, I see what's going on here. And Jesus recognizes this. Jesus uh, rec- he says, you're going to have to get behind me, Satan. I've got something to do. i got God's plan on my life. Why? Why did Peter try to control Jesus? It wasn't because he was trying to wreck the plan of God. It's because he didn't recognize the plan of God. And Jesus immediately realizes. Now, what if, listen to me, you got to recognize when somebody's trying to threaten you and guilt you. Let, 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 me help, let me help some people in the room right now that you've got a friend group that's trying to isolate you. Come over here and just be our friends only. You know people like this that only have one friend at a time? You know? <laughs> come, come, we're, we don't like them. You know, we're against them. You know, it, they're okay, but I mean, we kind of got our thing and this, we want you in our group. I'm not saying they're trying to be malicious about everybody else. They're just trying to control you. And you got to recognize when someone's trying to manipulate and threaten you and isolate you and guilt you and rescue you. Listen, when someone's trying to rescue you, most likely they're trying to control you. They're trying to control the, the narrative of your life to get you to meet needs that you weren't designed to meet. So you got to know your calling. You got to know when someone's trying to control you. Here it is. Here's the last one. Then we'll pray. You got to know when to draw a line in the sand. Like you, you just have to recognize in relationships, this first red flags about dealing with difficult people and controlling people. And at some point you're going to have to develop the skill of, of just saying enough's enough. I'm going to draw a line in the sand right here. This is as far as we're going to go in this talk. This is as far as we're going to go in this, this negativity. This is as far as we're going to go in this isolation. This is as far as we're going to go in this gossip. 
this is as far as we're going to go in this exclusivity and click that we got. This is as far as we're going to go in you trying to control me. This is as far as we're going to go in you telling me what I should be doing instead of what God told me to do. This is as far as I'm just going to draw a line in the sand right here. You're going to have to develop, if you're going to deal with the red flags in relationships, you're going to have to develop what I call a thick skin and a soft heart, right? A thick skin and a soft heart. Your soft heart's always open, always teachable, always pliable, always always listening to the Lord, always hearing from the voice of God. But you got to develop some thick skin that you can look people in the eyes and go, this is the last time that this is okay. Like this is a red flag and I'm going to draw a line in the sand. Now, I'm, I'm just, you got to know when to, Jesus, verse 23, Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan, you're a stumbling block. You don't have in mind the concerns of God. You're just thinking about human concerns. Get behind me, Satan. You just drew a line in the sand. Let me just <laughs> try that next time your mama says you can't have dessert before dinner. You know, just say, get behind me, Satan. See how that goes for you. I'm not talking about that relationship. I'm not talking about doing, doing crazy stuff like that. I'm not, even, I'm not even suggesting you call anybody. Don't go into work tomorrow and look at your boss and go, Satan, I'm, I'm here. Don't do that. But you do have to draw a line in the sand. There will come a point in, in a relationship when the red flag of controlling, manipulative, negative, isolated, difficult people where you just go, I'm not going to allow you anymore to have access in my life, to have access to my mind, to have access to my purpose to have access to my family, to have access to my spirit, to have access to my thought life, to have access to my purpose. I'm just, uh, we're just, imagine, it, just imagine, imagine if Jesus was codependent. I don't have time to teach this to you today, but here's a red flag for you. Imagine if his identity is based on what Peter thinks about him. Imagine if Jesus dealt with this, well, I don't want to upset Peter. And what if Peter doesn't like me? And what if he stops being my friend when I tell him? And what if he posts on Instagram that we're not friends anymore? And what if he blocks me? And what if I don't know what to do with this because I know what God called me to do, but Peter kind of wants me to do something else and I don't know what to do. And, and Peter's manipulating him. Don't you do it. Jesus, if you do it, I will not be your disciple. It's funny to think about if you do this, Jesus, I'm unfollowing you. They're controlling people in your relationships. It's a red flag who go, if you don't do it my way, I'm leaving. I'll leave this job right now. You better fire them or because I'm out of here. You better tell, Pastor, you better tell them they can't come to church here or else I'm not coming to church here anymore. By the way, we got three services. Pick, come to the 1145. 1145 needs you, you know. We got room for you there. All the other services are full. So, hey, if you don't do it my way, Jesus, I'm leaving. What if What if Jesus was so codependent that he needed his approval instead of what God called him to do? Okay, all right, Peter, I won't do it. I, I just I don't throw a fit. I don't want to hurt your feelings. You know, you're t constantly tiptoeing around and walking on eggshells around these controlling people. If you give control to a difficult person, listen to me. God isn't directing you. Somebody else is. Hear that. If you give control 
to this difficult, controlling, manipulative person, then God's not directing your life, your family, your career, your finances, your spirit, your emotions, your relationships, your marriage. God isn't in control. They are. And nobody else gets control of my life but the Lord. You don't need to give that. You got to know what you're called to do. You got to, you got to, you got to decide I'm doing what God's called me to do. The relationships you have, write this down. We're almost done. The relationships you have are a combination of what you've created and what you've allowed. The relationships you have, the marriage, friendships, friend group, small group, team, boss, employee, employer, the relationships you have are a combination of what you created in your life and what you've allowed in your life. Your siblings, your boss, your kids, you either have created healthy patterns or you created unhealthy patterns. And if you don't like what you have, write this down. If you don't like what you have, you got to change what you expect and what you accept. Write that down. If you don't, if you don't like the relationship, if you don't like the controlling, manipulative, difficult, if you don't like the relationship and the dynamics that are in this relationship and this person controlling you and telling you what they think and what they want and how they want and what they want for your life, you got to change two things, what you expect and what you accept. Because the relationships that you have are what you have created and what you have allowed. So you got to change what you create and what you allow. You got to draw a line in the sand. I don't care if you throw a fit about this. I don't care. I will not accept disrespect or anger or this tone. I love you, but I'm not going to let you threaten me, guilt me, manipulate me, hurt me. And it's because I love you. I'm not going to bail you out this time. Listen, there's a reason that they're hurt and the dysfunction of their life is causing this vicious cycle. And you could be the one to help point them to healing. That there's a real healing that can happen in their life. There's a real breakthrough they can have. Today, if you if you find yourself and you're that difficult person, you can find that breakthrough today. God loves you. He has a plan for your life, but other people do too. And some people want to play God. It's easy to point other people who want to control us, but many of us, listen, in our closing time today, right before I pray, Many of us deal with control ourselves. You know, you've you've listened to this whole message and you and you've thought about that person and this person and that boss, that team member, and that person across church and that person in another service. And boy, I'm so glad they're here today. And I wish so and so was here today to hear this. I'm gonna send this message to them. I'm gonna make sure they hear this message. Now listen, all of us have that person in their mind. I do. Maybe you do. But sometimes I'm the controlling one. Sometimes I'm the difficult one. If it doesn't go my way, I'm going to throw a fit. I'm going to stomp my feet. I'm going to threaten. No, you will not, Jesus. You will never. Are you going to die? Jesus says, hey, 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 hey. This is it. I'm called to do some things. and This is what God called me to do, and this is what I will do. Listen, let me just, let me leave you with this. I, I don't make a good God, neither do you. We have a good God, and I'm not him. You're not him. So let's get God to be God. Let's, let's be people who learn how to be patient, gentle, and kind. I'll lead you with the last verse, Matthew 16 and 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. 
deny themselves. You're going to have to learn how to think of you less. Take up their cross. You're going to have to bear some burdens and follow Jesus. Why don't you bow your heads all over church today? And maybe as you've sat in this message, you've, you, you, you've been thinking about the difficult people in your life, the controlling people in your life, the people who give you a hard time, manipulate, try to Try to just make life difficult for you. I hope I give you some tools today. You got to know what you're called to do. You got to know the call of God. You got to know when they try to manipulate you. And at some point, you got to know how to draw a line on the sand and say, no more. You don't have access to my peace. You don't have access to my mind. You don't have access to my family anymore. You don't have access to my calling anymore. But maybe you're interested and you think, man, I, I struggle with this. When things don't go my way or when things aren't just the way I think they should be, man, I really struggle with just taking my ball and going home. I'll change jobs. I'll change churches. I'll change teams. I'll get out of this relationship. Maybe God wants to heal you today. If there's some red flags in your life like there are in mine, maybe God wants to heal you today. The best way I know Jesus said is you just got to deny yourself, take up your cross, learn to follow the Lord. So I want to lead you in a prayer of surrender today. Give your heart to Jesus. I can't pray this prayer for you, but I can pray it along with you. So everybody in church today, out loud, say, Lord Jesus, I need you today. There are times in my life when I've tried to control. I'm the difficult one. I'm the hard to get along with one. So today I surrender. Today I give you my everything. I repent. I put my future in your hands. Give me a fresh start today. I keep your head bowed and your eyes closed and I'm just going to ask God to maybe heal some relationships, those red flags that you see. If you're in a dating relationship today that there's a red flag, I'm going to ask God to give you wisdom. If you're in a marriage today and you think, man, I'm married to a controlling, manipulative, difficult person, I'm going to ask God to change their hearts. If you're in a job today, a career where you think, man, it just seems like, what am I supposed to do? How am I going to get out of this? So Holy Spirit, I just pray for people in church today who feel trapped in this difficulty. What do I do with this controlling, difficult person? I pray you change their heart. God, I pray today for deliverance and a changed heart. When God, when that red flag shows up, I pray you'd give a single person today wisdom to say, okay, this is it. I'm drawing a line in the sand. I pray you'd help married couples today that they would work together, be honest, have open and honest conversation. Let God heal their hearts. Let God be in control. You're, you're better at it than I am anyway. God, I pray for people in their careers and jobs that are struggling today and every relationship can get better. And I pray today that every relationship would get better. I thank you for it. You're our healer. God, you're the restorer of peace in our life. I believe you're doing that today. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Thank you for joining us today, and a special thanks to those of you who give generously to this ministry. You know, it's because of you that we're able not only to bring this message to you, but we're able to offer hope and life to the San Antonio Hill Country and beyond. So if you'd like to give today, you can visit cityhillstx.com right now. And if this message blessed you, why don't you click subscribe or share this message with your friends uh, on your socials. I pray it's a blessing to others in your world. Thanks again for listening today. God bless you.